episode 867. During the bye week, the Green Bay Packers learned of Martellus Bennett's intentions to retire. We'll talk about that and much more with Kevin Kaduck of Yahoo Sports. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. Good morning, Green Bay Packers fans. And welcome to Railbird Central at Cheesehead TV, the longest tenured Packers podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Brian Caravu. Today we're talking about the Martellus Bennett's impending retirement and a whole lot more. To do that, we're joined by a guest on the phone. Baltar, find me another expert, one that likes me this time, okay? We're joined by Kevin Kaduck of Yahoo Sports. Joining us here at Railbird Central. Kevin, how you doing this morning? Good. What's going on, Brian? What, what took you so long? Episode 867? Took you that long? <laughs> I'm sorry. We got a lot of Packers analysts that want to be on this show that I have to get to. But no, we're, we're happy to have you on the show, Kevin. And, and can you start by telling our listeners a little bit about your, your podcast, uh, Grandstanding, and your role at Yahoo Sports? Sure. I've worked at Yahoo Sports for about 10 years now. And... Uh, do a little podcast called grandstanding it's uh sometimes uh you know an occasional sort of thing but we have uh, also different sorts of guests on and actually our first guest way back when in uh 2010 was a a fellow by the name of donald trump and uh (laughs) it was our second episode and he came on the show and he said oh you guys have a great podcast i listen to it all the time and we said donald uh this is only our second show (laughs) but uh you know we appreciated the thought i guess (laughs) <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, Kevin, uh, despite being located in Chicago, you have some background in the state of Wisconsin, too. Do, does that help you keep up to date on the Packers simply by osmosis? Yeah, for sure. I actually graduated from uh, Madison in, in uh, 2001, so I was right there. I, you know, there's, I was probably at Madison at the worst time to possibly be a Bears fan because the Bears were terrible, and of course the Packers were in the middle of one of their greatest eras ever. But uh, my freshman year, I watched uh, the Packers-Broncos Super Bowl uh, in a dorm room with about 30 Packers fans, and I was the only person rooting for the Broncos. And, you know, I thought I, I thought it'd be funny or whatever, and uh, never thinking the Broncos would have a chance to win that game. And then by the end of it, I was like, I've made a huge mistake. But, um, you know, a lot of my good friends are Packers fans. Uh, you know, we talk on a, a college friends email list. So we're always talking about the NFC North. We've got a couple of Bears fans, a couple of Packers fans, you know, Vikings fans, even a Redskins fan. Um, so a, a lot of people um, that I'm close to uh, enjoy the Packers. And, of course, being a Bears fan, um, you're always keeping one eye up there to the north. Well, very cool. I ended up being a classmate of yours at the University of Wisconsin. Uh, not the same graduating class, but I attended okay. the university at the same time. Um nice. Uh, Kevin, I, I saw at Yahoo, you, you've kept your audience updated on the Aaron Rodgers injury situation. Do you think he'll return yet this year? It's it's hard to say. I mean, I, I'll put it this way. I, I, he was uh, leading my fantasy team to greatness, and I still can't bring myself to cut him 
just on the off chance that he I can use him for maybe the, the semifinal <laughs> or championship round. Um, and I, I have Greg Olson right now in my IR spot, but but I have Aaron Rodgers eating that up. I guess you're just never sure with these type of injuries. I'm, I'm obviously not a doctor, and you, you hear these things come out. Um, you know, no matter what injury it is or what sport it is, someone will be projected for, you know, two months, and, oh, here they're, they're back in five weeks. Or, um, you know, the, I guess the, the biggest – um, example would be Adrian Peterson a couple of years ago with his injury and how he was able to recover. So with someone like Aaron Rodgers, um, I wouldn't put it past him. Um, you know, I guess the, you guys have probably talked about this. The big question is, you know, is it worth it for him to come back? Can can the Packers stay in the race? It, you know, if if it's worth it to come back for those last games against the Lions and Vikings, which obviously will uh, could carry a lot of weights. I think it's hard to imagine that he won't. And I'm sure there's a lot of Vikings and Lions fans sitting there, uh, probably pretty nervous uh, about having their Christmas or or New Year's ruined uh, by an Aaron Rodgers return. (laughs) He he came back late during the 2013 season, so he's done it once before. Uh, Kevin, what do you think of his replacement, Brett Hundley, thus Mm -hmm. far? And, And how much room do you think he has for improvement? You know, it's it's hard to say. I mean, I, I you know was not. I'm, I'm not a huge college football fan outside of the Badgers, um, so I wasn't that familiar with his college days. And then, of course, um, when you're there, Aaron Rodgers is back up. There's there's few you know more anonymous positions in sports. But uh, watching that game against the Saints, obviously, it was a pretty conservative game plan. And um, you know, I, I think that he he has obviously room to improve. But I, what 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 kind of strikes me is that. The Packers coaching staff, you know, is in a position where they have Aaron Rodgers and they know what they can get and they, they get some pretty spectacular things without even ever having to think about it. Um, and then when you have to step back and game plan for someone with a more limited uh, set of talents like Hundley, that's a pretty big challenge. So I can see why McCarthy and staff would say, OK, let's let's dial it back. Let's go conservative. We're going to be a very ground based attack. We're not going to put a lot on him. But at the same time, I almost kind of think like that's a recipe for a failure. Either sink or swim with this guy. So obviously they've had two weeks to put uh, things into place for this this next game against the Lions. I think it'd be a lot more interesting. I think we'll have a better barometer of what to expect from Hundley going forward for however long however long it is. Um, once they come out uh, against the against the Lions. Yeah, I'm excited to see how he performs in this upcoming game. Um, Kevin, just this past weekend, tight end Martellus Bennett made an announcement saying he would likely retire after the season. Did that catch you by surprise? And, and do you think he has anything left in the tank? Uh, I, I guess it didn't. Um, obviously, Bennett was down here. He's, he's been in a, a lot of uh, different teams. So people are kind of um, used to him kind of being a, uh, a different sort of character, uh, kind of prone to saying a lot of things. I, I guess I would take him for his word because it seems like he and his brother um, are kind of on top of what, um, you know, the, the, the challenges facing NFL players through, you know, the wear and tear on their bodies, wear and tear on their, on their brains, concussion wise. Um, maybe the season hasn't exactly gone for him. Like maybe he would have expected up there. It, it probably hurts to have Aaron Rodgers out now too. I guess we'll know come December 31st or whenever the, the Packers season is over, but, um, it didn't catch me by surprise because he is a different character. And I, 
I don't think he and his brother are done with the NFL once they got it. It seems like that they'd be on NFL Network or uh, one of the morning shows because they're interesting. They're fun. I mean, hopefully you guys have, have got to know him a little bit. I mean, he's, he is a pretty genuine dude. Um, great with kids, great with fans. Uh, so I think it'll be interesting to see. Maybe he does see there is something out there for him besides getting your brains beat in every Sunday. <laughs> Um, uh, Kevin, I, I'm, as you said, you, you've got a pretty good pulse on the NFC North based on where you live and your background and all these things. How do you think things will shake out in this division over the second half of the season now that we're, you know, past the halfway point now? I think it's the Vikings to lose. I think they've been the most solid. I think of all the, the, the units in the in the division, their defense is probably far and away the best now that, that Aaron Rodgers is, is hurt and, you know, Green Bay Packers offenses, it's um, competing with them. Um, they, they don't have that hard of a schedule. Um, there's a lot of winnable games. They're already at six wins. And this isn't going to be a division that needs uh, 12 or 13 games to win. All they need to do is, you know, get to 10 or, or maybe 11. Um, so I think the destiny's there. Um Teddy Bridgewater supposedly coming back. Sam Bradford's um, status is a little bit more unclear, but but Case Keenum has also been kind of doing the job as as well as could be expected. So I think it's the Vikings to lose. But um, then again, you can never count the Packers out. We saw it in 2013, uh, <laughs> the Bears. So um, you can never count the Packers out. You can never count Aaron Rodgers out. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. Uh, Kevin, before we let you go, we still have a couple days until the game, but do you just want to give a prediction for the upcoming Packers-Lions game on Monday, what you think will happen? Yeah, I actually like the Packers just because they've got two weeks off. It's at home. Uh, We all know the Lions record up there no matter (laughs) what. (laughs) The the Lions have been up and down, but um, you know they they probably should have – taking that game against the uh against atlanta and they look a lot better with a four and three record but um i, I guess i just like the packers on, on national television at home and I, I think with two weeks of game planning you'll be able to do something with hunley uh, against that lions defense I, I hope that's the case uh kevin do you do you want to give a plug for your upcoming grandstanding podcast i don't know if you know when it is or or, or yeah, anything we've, we've actually had two recently that were really um I think worth listening to um, one was with, with the author of the new Muhammad Ali biography, Jonathan Ike. And, and we just kind of talk about Muhammad Ali and he wrote uh, his life story from, from birth to death. And it's a, it's a great um, look at his life. And we had a pretty interesting uh, journalism type talk of it. Uh, and then we also just did a podcast on the 1968 world series um, between the, the Tigers and Cardinals and Denny McLean versus Bob Gibson. And uh, that was with the New York times columnist, Sridhar Papu, uh, who just wrote a book about Denny McLean and, and Bob Gibson. So uh, right now, as we're getting ready for Game 7 of the World Series, uh, it was a good time to kind of sit back and talk a little baseball. But um, heading forward, we talk a lot of uh, football with our main columnist, Frank Schwab. Uh, our, he's our shutdown corner uh, top logger. And uh, go, now as the season heats up, we kind of really get into football. So uh, people can look forward to that. Cool. Uh, we'll send our listeners there to go check that out. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Greatly appreciate it. Keep up the good work at Yahoo Sports. All right. Thanks, Brian. Take care. Yeah, you too. Take care. Kevin Kaduck of Yahoo Sports joining us here at Railbird Central on a Wednesday morning. Glad to have him joining us. Glad to have you, the listener, join us as we continue on with the show. I'll try to tell you, Vince, in our Packers news segment and my commentary on it. And 
Now it's time for me to give my two cents on the Martellus Bennett announcement that he would likely retire during the offseason. Actually happened this past weekend, but we didn't have an episode of Railbird Central on Monday, so this is my first chance to really talk about it here at length in a public forum. Um, first off, I'll, I'll fully admit I was wrong about the signing of Martellus Bennett in the offseason. I thought he would actually be an upgrade over Jared Cook, and part of the reason why he hasn't been has been because of his age. I think the the speed that Bennett once had isn't there anymore. I realize he never was like the fastest, you know, tight end in the NFL, but I think he was a lot more lighter on his feet earlier in his career. But but more so than that, and and this isn't going to surprise anyone that's watched the Packers this year. It's been the drops which I don't think anyone really saw coming. I don't think he's ever been known as the type of tight end that would drop a lot of passes. Heck, it was like more this knock on Jared Cook last year as a guy who had a reputation of dropping the occasional pass. And and yeah, Jared Cook did, but I don't think it was a huge issue. So it's it's kind of a little bit of almost the opposite of last season and, and, and a disappointment in that regard. Um, you know, every receiver has the occasional drop. It happens, but it's almost as if you could count on Bennett to drop a pass a game this season. I, I might be exaggerating a little. I, I know there's been a game or two where he hasn't dropped a pass, but of the seven games this season, there's been at least five where you could argue he dropped a pass. I don't know. Sometimes you can... You know, uh, sometimes it's tough if they only get one hand on it or, you know, it's a little maybe more of the quarterback's fault or something like that or uh, a defender gets a hand on it. Uh, but but sometimes with Bennett, it's been more than one a game. Um, if Bennett would just cut out the drops, you know, we're probably talking about him much differently. Sure, he may not be the fastest tight end in the NFL, but but even now he's he's still more of a threat than Richard Rodgers is. Uh, and I will give him this: his his blocking has been good, maybe not great, but good. Uh, and I think he's been the best Packers blocking tight end since Bubba Franks, in my opinion. So you know we're talking the best blocking tight end in Packers uniform in in basically a decade. Um, but this is 2017. You, you need a pass-catching tight end. It's, it, it's you know, having the best blocking tight end in the NFL is, is nothing special. Sure, it helps, but you need more than that and a lot more than that. Um, of course, the injury to Aaron Rodgers hasn't helped building a rapport for Bennett. Um, and that's a disappointment. Um, but, you know, there, there were five games prior to injury where they... They, you know, could have been building that never even happened then. Um, As for the timing of the announcement of the retirement, you know, I I think Bennett is ready to be done in part because he's frustrated what's going on with the NFL. You know, he's put himself in the proverbial crosshairs as one of the few Packers to kneel during the national anthem this year. His family, his brother, endured an instance of racial profiling earlier this year. Um, he, he sees what's going on in the larger NFL, 
what happened at the recent NFL owners meetings, the inconsistent enforcement of discipline across the league. And I, I think this weighs on him. Um, but, you know, part of it, too, is that he's so accomplished already. Uh, he's already got his Super Bowl ring. He's already made his millions. He's already been to the Pro Bowl. You know, if he was still a young player in the league trying to break through, he'd probably endure a lot more. Um, but, but he's got other irons in the fire. He, he's he got his imagination agency that he's so passionate about and really does a good job. Uh, the things we've seen about the the things he does with children and making children's books and, and the, the gifts uh, that have been spread across the internet uh, among Packer fans in particular, like wildfire, and, and all these things are really cool. Um, now, here, I, I've been talking a lot about, you know, negative things from a Packer standpoint and, and his impact on the team. The, but the, the silver lining here is that perhaps he's motivated to go out with a bang. Uh, you know, so few players in the NFL get to announce their retirement while they're still playing. You know, the, the vast majority are cut or their careers are ended by injury while they're still wanting to play and, you know, at the very least make hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions per season for as long as they can. Uh, but Bennett got to announce his end. And as long as he's going to be out on the field the rest of the season, Hopefully he elevates his play. I have no doubt that he expects more from himself, that he holds himself to a higher standard than what he's played this year. Uh, and as long as he's going to be out there, why not help the Packers go on a playoff run? Um, it, you know, it's easy to be motivated when you're in the thick of things and, and you're playing in a playoff game. So there's that to look forward to. And hopefully he's a nice outlet for Brett Hundley's development. I mean, who wouldn't want to go out uh, of the NFL with a bang and be remembered as being a good player as opposed to a poor player? So, um, you know, as for what the Packers do at the tight end position now, as much as you want to plan for the future, there's really nothing the Packers can do at this moment in time. They, they can't really develop a young player. Uh, I, I'm certainly not against re-signing Richard Rodgers, uh, but I am against him having a bigger role than uh, than as he has right now, right now as the number three tight end. You know, it's good that Lance Kendricks will be back next year. He signed a two-year contract, but he's not your prototypical in line, down the field tight end. The Packers need a tight end that's 6'5", 6'6", and can run and can catch. And they're either going to have to get that in free agency or the NFL draft. And, you know, most of the time, uh, you can assume that comes through the NFL draft. And I think this would be a good point, seeing as they got the complimentary tight end piece there in Lance Kendrick's that this is a good place where they can, I think, go out. You know, they don't have to get somebody in free agency and spend the millions. This is a place where they can, you know, in the meantime, in the interim, early in the season, rely on a Richard Rodgers and Lance Kendricks to get through some of those Ricky struggles and, and get, you know, that person learning through the offense. You know, that we could talk about this more uh, during the offseason season. 
in the run up to free agency in the NFL draft. I'm not leave, you know, ruling anything out at this point. I'm just thinking that's the way it's going to go. Uh, but there's not much, you know, use in, in speculating anymore at this point. So there you go. There's quite a few thoughts uh, on Martellus Bennett and his impending retirement. And here's to uh, a good rest of the 2017 season. A couple other minor notes. Um, the Packers made a roster move. I believe it was Monday when it became official. Um, and not even technically to their 53-man roster, but to their practice squad by signing fullback Joe Carriage, although this is a guy who has spent time on their 53-man roster and actually, when he played with the Packers last year, looked pretty good, both on offense and on special teams, albeit uh, a small sample size. Um, you know, Joe Carriage, you know, uh, went into the 2017 season once again having to fight for a roster spot and you know I thought there was a decent chance um, that he would make the 53-man roster basically as the backup fullback but also as a like kind of a uh, a key special teams player one of those type of guys who could play on most every unit and and be you know eat up those snaps and, and be pretty good at it and, and you know it may have happened certainly I'm not you know, guaranteeing it would have happened because, you know, any backup fullback is going to be like the the 53rd or 52nd player kept on, on the roster. But, you know, he, he got injured during the preseason and the Packers had a tough choice. I mean, basically you could release him, which is what they did. They released him and, you know, I think you have to sit out six weeks if you're released with an injury. And then he was eligible to re-sign. So the Packers, you know, I think wanted to go that route with them. They didn't want to put him on injured reserve, you know, during coming out of the preseason and into the regular season because you can only, you know, activate those two guys uh, off injured reserve. Obviously, they want to keep those for, for the key guys, the guys who... Uh, are are big names the guys you you can't you can't afford to release Aaron Rodgers and re-sign him six years later because of the size of his contract you can do that with a guy like Joe Carriage because he's making basically the NFL minimum as it is so it, you know they kind of get around it with a guy like that um so anyway it's nice to have him back it's only on the practice squad for now uh but a guy you can certainly see if the if anything happens at the fullback position or on special teams, they could sign Joe Carriage, promote him at any time. They released uh, an offensive lineman, Daryl Green, to make room for him, uh, a guy who, you know, uh, was not with the Packers during the preseason or all at all. Uh, they gave him a shot, didn't really like what they saw, apparently, uh, so not too much of a loss there. I think the Packers upgraded the roster in signing Joe Carriage. Um, players returned. Uh, to practice on Tuesday for the first time uh, since the bye week after many of them got the week off. You know, some, as we've heard, like Brett Hundley, basically stayed in Green Bay over the bye week and, you know, uh, did what they could, whether it's watching film or worked out on their own or things like that. Uh, but this was the first organized team practice on Tuesday and uh, notable that Aaron Rodgers was back for the first time in Green Bay since having surgery. Uh, you know, he kind of uh, um, 
convalesced uh, at his off-season home uh, in the greater Los Angeles area, wherever it is. Uh, as we saw, he made an appearance on Conan, which tapes out in L.A. So um, uh, that happened, and um, yeah, so that's what happened with the uh, Packers over the bye week, and we move on to the next segment. The day ahead. All right. So tomorrow on Thursday, the Packers will release their first injury report of the week. And on Tuesday, we maybe kind of got a glimpse of where they are health wise. And they took a small step forward. The best news and the biggest news is that safety Morgan Burnett and offensive lineman Lane Taylor, a pair of starters, who each missed the last game the Packers played in, they returned to practice, and that's good because these guys are both, um, you know, two of the better players on the Packers roster. Uh, In fact, um, uh, when we, you know, just a few podcasts ago, when Scott McKenna and I released our top 10 Packers of the 2017 season thus far, Morgan Burnett was on my list, and Lane Taylor was on Scott McKenna's list, and I'm assuming have we had to go any more than the top 10, uh, you know, the the reverse would have happened uh, very quickly if we're talking about the top dozen players or so. Um, so these, these, it's good. The Packers are getting these guys back and they're, 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 you know, practicing and probably I would assume, uh, assuming because they're practicing, they're on track to play in the upcoming game against the Detroit Lions here on Monday night football. And it's, I suppose it's good that it's on Monday night and that, you know, there's even an extra day here for them to get even healthier yet. Um, the bad news is, is that several people, despite the week of practice or, or despite, pardon me, despite having the bye week off, still weren't able to return to practice. Although I wouldn't get too concerned, but here's the list. And again, this came from PackersNews.com, the reporters who were able to watch practice briefly. Uh, here's who is not practicing. Safety Kentrell Bryce, linebacker Joe Thomas, uh, Nick Perry, defensive lineman Quinton Dial, and uh, linebacker Ahmad Brooks. All these guys did not return to practice, all of them on the defensive side of the football. But the reason I wouldn't get too worried yet is because of you know that it's it was they're coming off the bye and they got the Monday night football game um uh, there was no reason for the packers to take any chances here if this is you know that there's still the normal week of preparation coming up the packers still going to hold three full team practices uh basically Thursday Friday and then Sunday before getting ready for the game uh, in which they'll, you know, there's there's still time here. It's not even Thursday yet. It's Wednesday. So there's still time for these guys to recover and get better and learn the game plan and all those kind of things. So I still think they're in good shape here. And we're going to learn a lot more on Thursday when they release these that injury report. And hopefully these guys can at least take part in practice uh, on a limited basis, it, you know, especially a guy like Nick Perry, who 
you, you know, I, I'm assuming they just didn't want to take chances with him. I, I, if he suffered a new injury, we know he's had the hand issue and he's had his hand in the, the club cast and all those things. And it has gotten smaller. Um, uh, but it, you know, I, he's been practicing even with it. So I'm not sure. I, I'm just thinking it's, you know, uh, preventative measure. Um, but it sure would be nice to get Ahmad Brooks out there and, and Quentin Dial healthy and all these guys, Kentrell Bryce, who, who play, uh, who, who have a role on this team and get, get out there and make this Packers defense as good as possible because that will be imperative here in a NFC North game coming up. And, you know, basically this upcoming six-game stretch that's going to be so important to the fate of the Packers here this 2017 season you know it's I wouldn't say this is a must win uh, but you know basically they they have to at minimum win three out of the next six they gotta go 500 to to be in playoff contention I'm not sure if they go two and four that it's even worth it for Aaron Rodgers to come back they might be mathematically alive for the playoffs um with three games left in the season, just because it's tough to disqualify teams that early. Um, but, you know, it might still be a long shot at that point. But anyway, that's in the future. Hopefully for now, the Packers can get off and, and get off their post-bye week with a, with a W against the Lions. That's what we're hoping for. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Railbird Central. Thank you, everybody, so much for joining us today. Thank you to Kevin Kaduck of uh, Yahoo Sports for being our guest. Go check out his grandstanding podcast and all his writing at Yahoo Sports as well. It's just his, uh, you can follow him on Twitter, his name, Kevin Kaduck, um, all one word. Um, so thanks to him. Uh, upcoming on Friday, we will preview the upcoming Lions game more in depth. Uh, just two days from now. So that's going to do it, folks. Uh, Railbird Central typically airs every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. That's the live edition of the show, podcasted and on demand later in the day. We'll see you later. On behalf of everybody at Cheesehead TV, I'm Brian Kirivu. I leave you today with a song called Mauna Boa by the String Cheese Incident on Psy Fidelity Records. Go, pack, go. Go.